Hello and welcome to Cartridge Cinema Club, episode 31, and we're going to call this uh, season two uh, opener. We're going to open strong. Uh, that's kind of a bit, but also kind of true. It'll pay off if you listen to the whole episode, which um, which I know all of you uh, lovely people certainly will. Um, my name is Mark Champlin, and today I'm joined by Alex Wallace, as always. What's up, girls and gays? Uh, I just want everyone to know uh, that I got first place in Tetris 99 twice today. So, I'm ready to fucking rock on this podcast. <laughs> I'm ready to I'm ready to discuss queer theory <laughs> and cyberpunk here while we're here to talk about Ready Player 1. Tell me about Ready Player 1, Mark. <laughs> I can't believe this 2018 movie based on a novel directed by Steven Spielberg doesn't have coherent anti-capitalist rhetoric <laughs> or like or like interesting things to say about queerness and queer theory and feminism. It's so weird how these things keep happening happening on this podcast but hey if there's if there's anyone who's gonna anyone who's gonna uh, hold hold the coals up to them for this it's us because no one else is gonna do it <laughs> they're just gonna eat this this schlock um, it's it's directed by steven spielberg um it's written by zach penn and uh, the aforementioned ernest klein uh who wrote the book and wrote the screenplay as well um, we, we, we like him, big fans of his work. Um, it's, uh, I'm being really snarky already. You can yeah. tell this is going to well, be one we of should, those. We should say, a, I actually don't know that. Have you read the book Ready Player One? N- no. I'll, the only, the only info I know about the book of Ready Player One is I listened to, uh, Continue cast years and years ago. The guys from Continue did a podcast where they read this book and they all disliked it. <laughs> and that was like. Before it was cool to dislike Ready Player One. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. I wonder why they disliked it so much. Um, I will never read this. Yeah. There's, I, no, there's no fucking way. I, I, so, yeah, I guess I want to be really clear about that up front. I don't, I, don't want, I don't want nobody going in fucking comments and being like, well, in the book, it's better because X, Y, Z. Or in the book, it's worse because X. I mean, you can, you can provide context. I like it when people provide context. We had a, we've had That's some fine, interesting yeah. discussions in the Discord. You know, like, oh, well, this changed because X, Y, Z. But if you're like, oh, well, your criticism of this it doesn't, isn't valid because in the book it's different. I don't give a fuck what's in the book. It's- Especially because he wrote the screenplay too. Yeah, yeah. Like he's 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 fully clowning uh, himself in every possible way. I'm um, okay. Let's yeah. let's let's, let's, let's be let's let's be fair and balanced. Yeah. Trademark. So so okay. you know it's it's a big uh, expensive action adventure sci-fi. Uh, has pretensions to being cyberpunk blockbuster yes. type thing. Uh, Mark has given me a one sentence summary of the plot that I'm just going to read <laughs> in full, <laughs> in which he has written: Giant insufferable antisocial nerd creates a contest to see who can be the most insufferable antisocial nerd. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's a <laughs> film about this sort of massive virtual world called the Oasis, which is full of video game shit and pop culture references and then the actual real world is this sort of nightmare dystopia and everybody just like lives inside vr um and the dude who originally created it is dead now and he puts out this video where he's like i've left three hidden keys in the game and whoever is the biggest nerd and knows all of this pop culture shit will get to find all the keys and then they get to own the company like they get to own they get to own the video game company which is the biggest company in the world um, and you gotta know the cop, the pop culture references and everything about the dude's life to find all the keys. And then our 
intrepid protagonist, this dude named Wade, aka Parzival, in the in the in the virtual world, is gonna find them along with his racially stereotyped friends and his terribly executed love interest. Uh, and then there's like a baddie corporation, <laughs> and they all also want the MacGuffins so that they can, you know be baddies and take over the world and all that shit and then and then action adventure ensues from there so how did how did you feel about this one mark i feel like you've kind of given you've shown your hand a little bit but if you want to expand on your thoughts beyond ernest klein can suck my nuts which is the first thing that you've written under our general thoughts section of the notes here i feel like yeah i feel like the the reveal of ernest klein can suck my nuts would have been better if i didn't just completely show my hand in the first uh, paragraph here but it's just it really takes a special type of person to have written this story in this way i i didn't i didn't write any of this down but like it's just it's a cyberpunk world with a virtual reality to escape it and the idea the idea of the whole movie is just so is so not how I would have written it, I guess is the the most charitable way that I can say that I just think they did nothing fucking interesting with it. And that's my only, that's my biggest general thought. It's just so fucking boring and predictable and uh, frustrating in the directions that they take it. We'll, We'll get to it, but it's just like, what a... What a shitty way to do this premise, you know? Yeah, I I would say my biggest feeling was that uh, it it there's an incredible amount of potential here. There's yeah. there's so many interesting concepts that they're playing with, and I would say for like the first, I would say for like the first at least the first 20, 30 minutes of this movie, I was like kind of I was kind of on board with it. Like, I was mm-hmm. kind of here for it. Like, you know, the setup is cool. It's like, okay, they live in this, like, dystopia. He lives in this place called The Stacks, which is, like, all of these trailers just stacked on top of each other. And, like, everybody is just, like, in their VR world and not thinking about how they're, like, in poverty, um, which we'll get to because it's yeah. poorly handled. The, the, the Stacks is my favorite, was, like, one of my favorite parts of the movie, the idea of The Stacks. Yeah. It's like, this makes sense for, like, an overpopulated United States uh, city that no longer cares about the the way their outside world looks like that's kind of interesting yeah and like and like you know the idea of like okay this is a space where people uh can express themselves express their bodies uh change and alter their bodies in in any way that they want um and then you also have like the the soldiers from the evil ioi corporation which is the you know big second corporation that wants to take over the world and they're like you know faceless soldiers in the vr world because they're not allowed to have names they call them sixers because they all just have an id number that starts with the six and like all of this is established in like the first 20 minutes and this you know like the main character like wade is like an insufferable white kid and you're like kind of rolling your eyes at it but it's like okay like you know interesting sci-fi concepts are being established and it's a cool it's a the world is cool um, and then they yes. just piss all that away. They just, they just fucking, they just do absolutely nothing with any of the interesting sci-fi concepts, with any of the interesting questions of transhumanism, with any of the interesting questions around corporate control. They're just not interested in any of it because they just want to show you Mecha Godzilla fighting against, you know, a Gundam. <laughs> like that's that's. That's what it is. Um, and so I, I think we should address the pop culture stuff because I think that the main 
mode of criticism that gets taken against this film most of the time when I've heard people talking about it is around the pop culture stuff and how this film sort of, you know, so it's, it's a world where licensed characters are everywhere. Like, God, I cannot imagine the IP nightmare, the lawyers and, and business decisions and people talking in boardrooms about what color Master Chief needs to be. Like, that went into <laughs> making this film. It is so dense with with pop culture iconography. Um, in, and, and, and the criticism of this film a lot of the time is that it's just using these pop culture icons as, you know, just, just for the nostalgia, just like stripping them of all of their context, stripping them of all of the things that made them actually meaningful to you in, their, in the original work, and just, you know, using the imagery to make you go, haha, that's Godzilla, I get it. Haha, that's King Kong, I get it. Oh, there's whoever the fuck. You know, there's four Master Chiefs, that's cool, I love it. Um, and I kind of, I'm kind of not entirely here for that take because I kind of think that the pop culture stuff works because this is what people would do. You know, like, you th you think about, like, VR chat, right? Like, the 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 way that, like, people take a space where you are allowed to do whatever you want and because we are raised in an incredibly media-poisoned culture, what we want to be is the Master Chief. What we want to be is, you know the character from our favorite anime and like so the idea that there's a bunch of like pop culture mascots running around this thing like no i totally buy that because that's that's who we are like that is that is what our culture is uh but i i i understand you have some you have some thoughts around this yeah and um i i've i can't disagree with what you're saying um the the problem that i would the problem that I would propose with that is while I think that it's, I think you're onto something that this is what would happen in the real world. The problem is that it doesn't make for an interesting movie, right? Sure. Yeah. Like the, the, the problem is that this is a movie. Like this isn't, <laughs> this isn't VR chat, which is VR chat is kind of, you know, that's our real world analogy for this, which, um, Oh God, which makes our, which makes Palmer lucky, our real world. Well, I mean, I'm not even going to touch that. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. So VR chat is cool because I live in the real world and it's interesting to see, you know, a bunch of like slimes from Dragon Quest, you know, gathering to, to hear the Gettysburg address or some weird shit like that. That's funny to me. But when I'm watching a movie, I want to see something that is wholly original not 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 wholly original i want to see a universe that can take inspiration from something and build something interesting on top of it um because the the problem is that this is a universe where nothing that is cool inside of it is wholly original there isn't a single like item or quest or reference or weapon in this that is both cool and wholly original to this movie. Sure. There are things that are cool, but they are from other things. There yeah. are things that are original, but they aren't fucking cool. They're boring. <laughs> like the chair that he sits in, like it that's technically original, but like it's boring. It's just a chair. Oh yeah, the the, the bad guy has like this big cyber like like big stupid computer chair that he does his VR in. It's yeah, I don't know. Like I I yeah. kind of like some of the some of the tech design in this movie. Like I like um 
in the bad guys like laboratory they have like these pods that all of the all of their soldiers go in to go into vr and like when they die in the game they like light up red in like a wave and it looks kind of, like there's there's interesting like aesthetic things around it but yeah for the most part it's just like Look at this expensive sci-fi thing we did. Also, in the VR world, all the characters look like Alita Battle, Battle Angel, and it's fucking yep. scary as hell. <laughs> I, I And I didn't know that this movie was like a cartoon, basically. Yeah, it really but it, is. It actually is. It's like a cartoon. It's it's not... I expected it to be like Spike Kids 3D. Game over. Colon, yeah. game over. Yeah, but um, the characters are CG. It's Yeah, the characters are all CG for like probably 70% of the movie. Um. Yeah, the, and the only other part about the pop culture stuff I wanted to bring up is something that we both um, noticed and uh, were frustrated at. There's a, a scene. God. There's a scene where um, where the main character is uh, being offered uh, a chan- a job at the company at the evil corporation in exchange for uh, help with and instructions to finding the keys because the corporation obviously wants to seize control of the other corporation so they can become the big mega corporation. Um, and the way that the CEO is trying to convince our main character that he's cool and he can be trusted is he has a direct feed of like a real life nerd in his <laughs> ear, yeah. giving him pop culture references to, you know, parrot to our main character. And the main character is like, Hey, I know you're just trying to like, to, to just say a bunch of pop culture stuff to me to make me think that you're cool, but I can tell you're full of shit, which I like audibly laughed at because <laughs> that's what this movie is doing to the audience. Yeah. And I don't think that was an intentional. Do you think that that was like an intentional self-aware thing? I, I don't know. Like there's there. It, it almost kind of feels like it, but also the movie is doing that. So like, it doesn't matter. Like, cause like, the, the 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 shitty CEO guy like literally says like you think I'm just some asshole but I know pop culture <laughs> you think I don't care about pop culture as if you know as if pop culture is this you know fucking sacred like like thing that you know only like like uh, god it's only this, nerds know it's, this yeah exactly this is the problem with nerdhood right uh, it's that fuck it's this fucking nerd gatekeeper shit where they think mm-hmm. that knowing a lot about star wars is really special like dude fucking everyone has seen star wars and back to the yeah. future like shut the fuck up there was there was this twitter this twitter meme recently of like spoilers with no context <laughs> where they'd be like Basically, the whole joke is, hey, I saw Avengers Endgame. I'm going to post this thing that will, this, like, object, a picture of this object that is irrelevant to anyone who hasn't seen it. But everyone who's seen it is like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, Hulk. And it's like, shut the fuck up. We all fucking saw Avengers. You're you're just trying to create in-groups and out-groups with this bullshit. And, like... That's the whole idea of nerds and gamer culture. So that's why we're here to say at CCC Nation, uh, fuck nerds, fuck gamers. <laughs> I'm going to put my stamp on that. Uh, that's kind of all I've yeah. got to say about pop culture shit. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think it lets us pivot pretty easily into the into the weird capitalism stuff, right? Oh, yeah. um, because, so, it's established at the beginning that... You know, they he dude lives in a fucking slum, right? Like it, it's like it, they they're clearly like like he says something about like I live in a time after people stopped caring about trying to fix problems and just started trying to live through it. Um, and try, and, trying to outlive them. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. and so and so you know, it's established like this world is dystopic. 
this world has clearly been ravaged by capitalism, right? Because mm-hmm. it's 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 set in the it's set in 2045, right? That's like fucking 20 years from now basically. Like yeah. And and you know, I imagine that there was not a uh, communist revolution and that a collapse in this world that is has a giant corporation and a second giant corporation that has access to military technology to attack children with. Uh, you know, I, I don't expect that, <laughs> that that wasn't the case. And so then, you know, the whole idea is we've got to stop the second largest corporation in the world from taking <laughs> over the first largest corporation in the world, which, you know, sure, it would be bad if, if there was a full monopoly, uh, but that doesn't sound like there's a great state of affairs right now, does it? Um, and none of that is addressed and none of that is ever, uh, like, none of that is ever questioned. Like, there's... The, the sort of resolution of this entire fucking two and over two hour long film, I gotta say, this thing, it like, it feels so fucking rushed and yet also is the longest movie we've ever watched for this podcast. Is it? Because it felt like the longest. And yeah, <laughs> I saw the runtime, and uh, usually when I see a long movie for this podcast, I like, I like have to like pace myself and be like, okay, it's okay. Probably like twenty minutes at the end of this is credits. Don't worry. This is not the only like eight minutes at the end of this is it's, credits. Yeah, I was so pissed. It's like two. It's like two hours and twenty minutes or something like that. And like it's it, fucking long. It, it has it has that book adaptation problem where there's just tons and tons and tons of plot elements that all like and so many characters that are just there because you know like well we have to put the two Asian ninja guys in it. Uh, and then strip them of all of their relevance so that they're just the two Asian ninja guy and like all that kind of shit. Like none of the characters getting development, none of the plot beats get any development. Like this whole film is built around, you know, this dude who created the game who's supposed to be this sort of like, you know, uh, like godlike figure almost, but then he's like actually, you know, like an awkward nerd because like, haha. And then like there's yeah. all this drama with like him and like the guy that he founded the company with, and like they used to date the same girl at some point or something like that. None of it gets like even remotely touched can, on. Can, can can I just uh, say this about the rushness of this movie? Did you completely forget like an hour after it happened that the company like murdered his family because that (laughs) that happens and he doesn't mention it at all until an hour later he's like you murdered my aunt and i was like oh shit they did do that yeah the protagonist's like house gets bombed while he's not there and his (laughs) aunt gets murdered and it like is just totally moved on from like anyway the point i'm trying to get to is is that (laughs) <laughs> he like the the film ends with you know they get all the keys and they get to own the company and he decides him and his friends are gonna run the company as a sort of like five person business proprietorship got us it's like a it's a business partnership kind of thing um and yeah. and his one and like the movie ends on like his one decree is that they're gonna shut off the the oasis on tuesdays and thursdays so that so that people can get back to the real world you know the real world where they're all like dying of poverty and like just fucking miserable yeah but while he sits in his luxury apartment and makes out with his girlfriend yeah because he's the richest person in the fucking world now because he was the biggest insufferable nerd It's, it's and he got to win the game and the girl yeah oh god yeah that's the other thing dude like he 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 we're gonna get into the stuff with his relationship with her but like real quick like they go on a date he tells her i love you on the first date then continue then like proceeds to be like an insufferable piece of shit for the entire movie and then because he accomplished the big quest at the end he gets to kiss the girl and she likes him now it's 
it's it's fucking embarrassing, dude. Like it the the fact that people still on a regular basis make films where boys are just rewarded with women for accomplishing tasks is just so fucking disgusting to me. I I did have this funny moment watching this movie like halfway through when I could tell that the end was going to be him being like, I'm going to do what he could never do. And I'm going to kiss a girl, which is literally, literally the ending. Yeah. Um, I, I laughed at myself because I could tell that was coming, obviously. And I was like, man, they, they really don't make them like this anymore, do they? I mean, they do. But like, it's not as overt. And it was just kind of refreshing to see just, just so obviously and so unwilling to... It, this this had less effort than usual, I will say. The straight romance, yeah, like w- women as prizes, just straight up. It, it is yeah. really a sight to see. Um, and and speaking of of the gender stuff, let's talk about let's talk about Ready Player One and bodies. Um, God damn it! So the got, Artemis thing is yeah, so the awful. Autom- the Artemis thing is ba- so. I'm gonna I'm gonna cover two of the main characters here, um, who I think they drop the ball on in two very different ways. Um, so Artemis is the love interest character, and you know she's kind of this like hot shot. He literally says like I watch all of her Twitch streams at one point, um, and you know in the VR world she's like this like kind of cyberpunk looking chick with like tattoos and a fucking weird haircut and like you know kind of she's kind of crazy looking um and on their first date to this weird nightclub um he says like hey we should meet up in real life at some sometime like we should we should get to know each other for real and she says like no you wouldn't you wouldn't like me in real life like i'm i don't look like this i'm different if you wouldn't you wouldn't like me as much if you saw me in real life i'm not i'm not the same person um and so it's like okay they're introducing the concept of people can use this technology to be things that they cannot be because of their own physical limitations in reality or because of the limitations that uh, culture and like body policing and body shaming puts on them in reality or whatever it may be mm-hmm. um, or just or anything along like racial lines or absolutely. gender lines yeah yeah and 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 there's a scene where um and this is a character that we're going to get to but the the protagonist uh best friend h who uh you know basically says to him while he's like talking about uh you know how he's super into this girl like he says like dude she could be a dude which is of course like oh, so gross, she could be a guy, that might be gay, Uh. And then it's like, she could be a 300-pound dude who lives in her mom's basement, and her name is Chuck, right? And, like, that's, and that, and, and, and it's gross, like, it's gross when he says that, but I'm, I'm still kind of like, okay, like, where are they gonna take this? Like, what, what, what is it going to be about her that she is, trying to hide or trying to escape from in reality yeah my, my thing when i heard that line was like yeah the way they said that was really lazy writing yeah but i'm willing to like look over it if the payoff is good right? yeah um and then he meets her in real life and she is a conventionally attractive skinny white girl with a minor birthmark over her face <laughs> that she could cover with her hair very easily i 
It's I, not even there. It's I not like, even obvious. I like, you know, I say a lot that I like slam the pause button when a crazy thing happened. I literally like smashed my hand onto my keyboard when that happened and just like stood up and just took a walk around my house. I was so fucking angry. Like, it's it's such an unbelievable missed opportunity to say something fucking interesting, dude. Like, put, like, you could do something about ability and disability. Like, you could do something about mm -hmm. race. You could do mm -hmm. something about uh, weight, you know? Like, you could, there's all of these different axes around the ways that people's, people are unable to self-actualize in reality that this technology has now given them the ability to to do so and like this is why like cis straight people fucking suck at writing cyberpunk dude because like you the, most the 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 most interesting questions around cyberpunk aside like like there's the stuff around capitalism which is generally and like corporate control which is generally very interesting corporate control over and and surveillance around you know tinier and tinier parts of our lives and then mm -hmm. there is the stuff around bodies. There is the stuff around augmenting yourself. There is the stuff around changing, you know, digitally altering your appearance to more suit how you feel on the inside or to be able to accomplish things that you could not do before. And this movie has such an incredible premise for playing with those concepts and just fucking flushes it all down the fucking toilet with this boring ass white girl and her stupid fucking birthmark. And it's just <laughs> such a fucking disappointment. I'm sorry, I just had a thought. Um, remember how Carmen and Junie's grandpa is in a wheelchair and then he gets a cool robot mech suit? Spy Kids 3 handles this Spy, <laughs> Spy Kids 3D handles transhumanism in a cyberpunk world better than this fucking movie. You're so and right. And that's going to be it for this week. What are you, just kidding. <laughs> no, not, no it, we have so much more to talk about. Because God, like, it gets so much worse. When I saw that that the leader of the anti-capitalist movement in this universe is a conventionally attractive cis white urban farmer living on a balcony in Ohio. I was like, okay, yeah. well, I lost, that was the moment where I lost like all hope that this was going to do something cool. Yeah. And, and then there is the issue of H, right? Um, so again, his, his yeah, I don't even know where to start with. All this. right, I, 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 me, I'm very prepared See, to deal with this topic. Um, right, exactly. Right. So, so, so they have this character named H, who is the the protagonist's best friend, and in the VR world, he's sort of like this big, like alien dude, right? Who like has weird cyber implants, and he like has the workshop, and he's like kind of this cool dude. Um, and he's very clearly coded as a black character, like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, what, and we, there's a whole fucking can of worms you could open with the fact that the one, like, black coded character is a big hulking monster, um, which I don't feel like we're even equipped to tackle, but there's that, um, cause there's other stuff. Um, so, so he meets H in real life and they kind of like look at each other for a second have an exchange and H is like a a butch woman right or like mm -hmm. is shown as a butch like like kind of like like kind of gruff voice kind of woman with like wearing the snapback with like the under like very clearly queer coded person um and 
says like, yeah, it's Helen, but my dad called me H and it just stuck, right? Um, and, and to me, I'm like, okay, this movie has a black trans male character in it. That's pretty cool. Uh, but this already happened after the reveal, uh, that, <laughs> that Artemis in real life was just this fucking white girl. Um, and so I was, I did not have a lot of faith in them, uh, to execute on anything interesting around this. Cause it's like, okay, you have this character. What are you going to do with it? Like, what, what are you going to say with this character who chooses to present themselves as a different gender in VR? What are you going to say about that? Well, like, like vo voice included, yeah. I think it's worth noting that uh, every other character in this movie with their avatar has the same voice, but um, H clearly, like, changes their voice to, to be very masculine, yeah. but still their same, like, tone. Yeah, and, um, and, and the answer to what do they do with that is fucking nothing. <laughs> just, just fucking nothing. The character, like, we don't even get a scene where... I'm going to say he, because that is what clearly what this movie is doing, even if they, they're not smart enough to realize that that's what they're doing. Um, there, there's a scene where, like, there, there, there is never a scene where he ever talks about, like, yeah, you know, I don't feel, I feel like XYZ in the real world, and I feel like this in VR. Or I choose to present myself because it, there's never even a moment of this is what makes me want to do this? This is why I choose to express myself in this way. They give this character fucking nothing to focus on this stupid white boy and his fucking pop culture references and his boring ass girlfriend. And it's just, let trans people write cyberpunk and not Steven Spielberg and Ernest Klein for yeah, fuck's sake. It's just the, the, the thing about it is just that this could be an interesting moment in a very profound moment in the story where where he gets to have this moment of like, yeah, shit for trans people has not gotten better and it's 2045 and this is, and like, you know, fantasy, the realm of fantasy is still the our, our best way of like getting to be like my true self. And this is not, of course, you don't get that moment. That, that character doesn't, doesn't get that moment that it so sorely needs. Yeah, that character doesn't get any moments. Nothing. Like, at all. It's, it's yeah, yeah. What are we watching next week, Mark? <laughs> um, well, remember when I said that, that that bit would pay off in the very beginning? <laughs> so, the true OGs, the SoundCloud OGs will remember that our very first episode um, was, uh, d nobody cared about because that movie was sucky. <laughs> um, and the second movie was genius. Um <laughs> Lara Croft Tomb Raider, my personal, because I've watched it as a kid and I still think it's campy and hilariously bad, um, my personal favorite video game movie. Um, there's a sequel, uh, Angelina Jolie and everything. I have never seen it. It is from two years later. It's called Lara Croft Tomb Raider dash the cradle of hyphen yeah, this, the cradle of life. This, this um, title is styled on Wikipedia as Laura Croft colon Tomb Raider dash the cradle of life. Which that that's how you could. There's a couple dead giveaways that it's a video game movie. This is one of them. The fact there's a dash and a colon in it. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's a follow up. It still stars Angelina Jolie. Um, I I have zero faith in them sticking the landing, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be amazing. 
Um, I am expe- fully expecting this <laughs> to be a god-awful film. <laughs> Where can people find the podcast on the internet, Mark? Follow at Cartridge Cinema on Twitter and join the Discord. It is linked on the Twitter. It's a real good time. Uh, find us on iTunes and Spotify. If you're a real OG, you still listen to us on SoundCloud. Um, rate us on your preferred podcast app. Uh, the music is by DJ Tin Man. The art is by Courtney Kaufman. And uh, we're going to welcome to season two. <laughs> For me, it was Tuesday. <laughs> still. Still. <laughs> Forever and always. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> That's a podcast right there. Yeah, we were we we're getting so good at knocking these out in thirty. This this episode yeah. would have taken us like forty five minutes because we would like even like twenty episodes ago, ten did episodes ever, ago. Do you ever think about the fact that um that we took five zero fifty minutes to talk about Street Fighter, um, Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun Li? Yeah. Now it only takes us 30 minutes to talk about this fucking thing. Yeah, we've we, we really tightened it up. I mean, we also spent a lot of time, like, d- talking about the podcast on that, and That's we also true. didn't use notes back then. That's wild. We we straight up did episodes, and we didn't have any notes at all. We just d- raw dog it. That's insane.